Welcome to the Moon Room. <laughs> Friday edition. Happy Friday, everyone. It's Freya's Day. Oh my God. I feel like Freya's Day should be a holiday. Like, I fucking love Freya's Day. I used to love only Saturdays because, you know, when you're a kid and Saturdays also, like, you know, Saturdays your day off from work. But I fucking love Fridays. Fridays, Freya's Day. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I hope everybody's had a lovely week. I have been having quite the week. <laughs> uh, but I got this really great message yesterday. And it was when one door closes, another opens. Like everybody has that message, right? But like this should actually happen to me like yesterday. So my spirit guides are so good. Oh, I love my spirit guides. Everybody's spirit guides works on their behalf for the highest good of you. Um, and my spirit guides, they be coming in mad strong. So uh, when one door closes another oh it isn't just open it's usually like blown the fuck open (laughs) so uh, i'm excited i'm having a good friday um all right so before i get into what we are gonna what i'm gonna talk about today because i have this i've been trying to record this like this is the second time now today but i've recorded this same i tried to do like a while ago the same message when it first came to me but i guess um yeah i guess it wasn't i swear my cat's toys just be going off like just what just happened I recorded some of this and then in the other room my cat's automatic toy came on and it was like just fucking up the sound like in this so I just had to stop it and restart us all over so um I actually was supposed to draw cards for y'all today uh for my Beyond Lemuria card deck which I drew several minutes ago when I was recording it before my cat's toy came on so I'll just um keep the two cards that I had drawn from that recording for now because it's only a few minutes ago All right, so the two cards that I drew um, before are one. So one is called Realm Bridger, and the number for that is 41 for the people who are into the numerology. I, again, have no idea what 41 means, but uh, it will mean something to someone. And the picture on this card, this is so lovely. I've never seen this card before in this deck. Uh, I've seen the second card before, but the first card realm bridger is this like little fairy and she's like blue got like blue wispy i don't know it's all over she's and she's holding the world oh she's holding the world in her hand kind of like what i explained danny was doing anyway super excited there's butterflies on the page for people who are um wanting to know little signs i will take pictures of these and put them on my stories though all right so the keywords for realm bridger is visionaries Architects of the future. Ooh, ooh, y'all. Okay, I, I told you I've never seen this card before. All right, visionaries, architects of the future, information from other realms, bridging the seen with the unseen, inspiration, seeding a new earth, traversing different states of consciousness, birthing ideas from subtle reality, and journeying. Ooh, this card is about bridging the seen and the unseen. Okay, and the divinatory meaning is, you are the pioneer of your life. (laughs) The way forward may be in your dreams or visions. You might find it useful to do automatic writing or intuitive drawing to capture some of the more lucid information. Be creative and don't take on the opinions of others. It's time to think and do things a whole other way. After all, as the saying goes, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Ooh, that's a good card, y'all. I love that. All right, so the next one then is number 25, again, for the numerology people. And the picture on this one is just a dragonfly. 
Oh, but it has eyes on its wings. Ooh. So dragonflies are all about um, mystical magic. Oh, y'all, you know what? I did call on... I called on Freya, but I also called on Hikate. Ooh, you're stepping in strong, girl. Okay, so the dragonfly is all about mystic magic. It's um, It brings messages of good luck. So if like a dragonfly lands on you, which they do with me all the time, um, then that means you're vibrating very high, kind of like bees as well. Um, if a dragonfly is like following you, that's usually like a spirit guide trying to communicate with you. I have that happen a lot. Like dragonflies will come and like bang themselves into my car. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I've got to get the message. Anyway, um, so the keywords for that, for this one, living the life you love. Ooh, 444. Ooh, this is a good day, y'all. This show. Okay. 444. Living the life you love. Liberation as a shift in perspective. The many facets of freedom. Inviting enjoyment and inspiration to your life. I love this. Discovering what freedom means to you. Overcoming limitation. Unbound creative expression. And choice over obligation. Ooh, y'all. Okay, so... Uh, the, so the first line is freedom means living as you choose with your wings and heart open, able to direct your reality as you want. The quest for freedom in one form or another seems innate. And the divinatory meaning is bringing a deeper sense of freedom to a situation. A limitation may be a state of mind. A shift of perspective can help bring a sense of lightness and choice. Also consider what freedom looks like to you in the bigger picture of your life. If you are feeling stifled in an environment, it is up to you to make a change. Add pleasurable moments or practices that cultivate a sense of great freedom in your day-to-day -day life. If you are currently experiencing greater freedom, you may be feeling unsettled. Consider whether it is the kind you were looking for. If you feel ungrounded and lost, perhaps you could add some structure to your world to optimize your freedom. So that is the, so that's really great. So realm bridger next to this freedom card they actually kind of resemble in color too so um i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna post both of these cards together on my story but yeah like that this i feel like this is really all self-explanatory it's a like shifting in perspective i actually drew cards um I, it kind of goes for myself and i was gonna post these but i ended up not um but i drew cards where the the message literally was um like hermit go into um, rest and recharge mode, but also shifting your perspective. And so, oh, that goes with what we're talking about today. Oh shit, it all goes. What the hell? <laughs> okay, so yeah, shifting your perspective. Okay, so zooming out and looking at everything from perhaps a bird's eye view or just like, I mean, shifting from any type of, you're looking at from stuff from, if you're looking at things from the left, turn and look at it from the right. If you're looking at things from the front, try and look at it from the back. Looking at it from above, look at it from below. Like, switch it up, how you're doing things, but how you're also perceiving um, everything in the world around you. Okay, I am so grateful for this message because it literally rolls us right into the message that is for today. All right, so art. <laughs> La like a month ago, um, my spirit guides gave me this download when I was like, it was on like a Saturday even. I have been saved the show. But like um, I was sitting in my room, which I am in now, and looking around and like they, my guides gave me this download that all of the art you see in your life is messaging directly to you from your higher self. So I know I've talked a lot about how like this is all a video game essentially because it's all lights. This is all, um, you know, smoke and mirrors essentially. 
So imagine you now are tethered. You have like a cord above you that's attached to a higher self, right? Like a, someone pulling the puppet strings. Yeah, think about it like that. A puppeteer. You're a puppet. Oh my God. That's the perfect way to describe us and our higher selves. We are the Pio, Pio, no. <laughs> Pinocchio. We are the Pinocchio. And Geppetto is the higher self. Wow, that just came to me out of nowhere. Okay, so thank you, Spirit. Okay, so this is, all right. So yeah, so basically what they wanted me to do is have everyone pause for a second and look around your room. Whatever room you're in right now, look around it. And whatever art you see, specifically if it's depicting um, a being of any kind, a person, an animal, um, take note of the type of the type of art it is. Take note of um, the colors that are in it. Take note of how big certain pieces are versus how little they are. Um, so what my guide said is that the art you're looking at through your own eyes, it's been pre-programmed for you to see it because it's breadcrumbs toward whatever the end of your game is. Like the, like the, when you beat the game. So when you reach the highest, uh, your highest good, then you're sitting pretty on top of the world in your own world. You know, you've, you've achieved everything, your dreams that you've wanted to ever accomplish. That's what art is for, for all of us. Um, more so than like, it's the spirit communication, like I was talking about in other shows, but this is looking at it from a little bit different perspective as like specifically what you are drawn to artistically is for you to know and for you to see specifically by your higher self. So it's never chance. So for instance, they had me sitting around and um, like the front of the book on this um, or the front picture on the Beyond Lemuria guidebook. So people, if you Google or whatever, you can see it. So um, I was actually at the time when I got the download, I was. I had drawn cards and um, I think I was like processing whatever the card was <clears throat> and my that's when they started talking to me and we're like all right girl Randa look at the cover of the book okay so I'm looking at the Beyond the Mirror cover and they're like that's you and I'm so I'm sitting here and I'm like what what do you mean that's me and then they say okay well look around the rest of the room and then I look and I see two mermaid photos images on my wall and they're like that's you and so I'm like wait what do you mean and then I realized like oh shit they're like, no, this is actually you outside of this body. Like, you actually are the thing on the front cover of the Beyond Lemuria guidebook. So as I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, we'll take an extra look at it, right? So the bitch, not bitch, but she has wings and she has a fishtail. Two years ago, was it two years ago? Maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah, before I got here, um, I had a download way back in my moon room in upstate New York that showed me I had a vision. And when I woke up from the vision, I wrote down, I have whatever being I am, the original thing that first came here to this planet. I have wings when I want to fly and I have fishtail when I want to swim, but I can pick up out of the ocean and fly, but I can dive back into it and swim and breathe underwater. And I've had dreams like that, that made no sense to me. Well, how I'll be in the ocean and all of a sudden I'll and I'm in the sky and I'm flying around and it makes no sense. I was assumed that I was on some sort of like vehicle of some kind so my guides were like no 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 this is like actually you and they and then they were having me look at the like my journal book like the front cover of my journal has this like woman looking at you from like the clouds this beautiful like kind of Lemurian looking goddess woman uh and she's got like a veil on her head so she's looking at you from the, me on the journal from the clouds and they're like this so it's as I'm looking at that I realize like wait but this is the thing communicating to me so art is communication but 
but your guides have planted themselves into your world so that you actually can see them. You just have to peel back all the layers of programming that, that um, are ego. So back to the Beyond Lemuria book. So they're like, you are this thing on the front cover of this book. Um, and they said to me, when, when, you, when we put you in here, like, so when my higher self put me in here and the ascended master guides that decided to come down into this world with me, but only in the spirit form, they said, well, actually my star family were saying all this, all of them. They were saying, we put this picture in your life so that you would be, so you'd wake up, so you would know what you look like. And we put all the other art around you so that you would know who you really are and that you'd be able to wake up from this game and get to where you're supposed to go, like actually to eventually beat the game, not beat the game, but you know what I'm saying. So um, I was sitting here and I was just having that like massive epiphany. And so they take me through like all of like my own life and they're showing me the lives of other people and how to explain this to everyone else, because this is a message for like everyone. So essentially... Um, for me, I have more than one mermaid photo in, in this room and that's not by chance. They tell me that all your life for everyone, all your own life, whatever you've been, the types of art you've been drawn to, for instance, if, if you're someone that's been drawn to like, I don't know, like Legos all your life, right? Uh, or if you've been drawn to, um, flowers all your life or flower beings all your life, if you've been drawn to like, um, excuse me, like, uh, I don't know, like Lord of the Rings, uh, all your life, like Hobbit stuff all your life, Legolas, that was an example they gave me. So, um, that's not for nothing. So a good example of this would be Legolas. All right. So everybody knows who Legolas is. If nobody knows who Legolas is, I don't know, go watch Lord of the Rings and all the Hobbits, but Legolas, I had such a crush on Legolas my whole growing up. Right. And to, to the point I had to question, I was like questioning myself, like, girl, what kind of what you into or this this fairy man is what you <laughs> what you're like enjoying um but legolas is this like you know he's essentially a pleiadian like he's an elf with long white hair and he's the bow and arrow and all that shit now imagine you are someone that has legolas a legolas poster on your wall like say you're a teenager or whatever or whoever you are and you have legolas's poster on your wall you yourself sitting there is, are looking at this elf and in your own mind, you're thinking that this is just a make-believe thing, a magic, like a, a thing that, a poster you bought at the store because you saw it and this is what people do. They buy art based on the movie and they put it up on their walls and then they just forget about it. Like they, it's just de decoration. My guides are saying, no, it's not, none of this shit is, de is decoration. Don't like um, shifting. Oh, maybe that's what the, the freedom card, the dragonfly card is about. Yeah, shift your perception of how you see any of the art around you for like ever. Um, so if you're the person with the Legolas poster on the wall, what they want me to kind of let people know is like, you either look like that, like your guides are either trying to show you that like actually you are that being, that thing, whatever Legolas is, the elf with the pointy ears and that could do all the shit, or they're trying to show you that the leg, like Legolas, which is, you know, Orlando Bloom plays Legolas. Orlando Bloom plays all of the most amazing fairy people. And by the way, I'm pretty sure he's like a fairy man of some sort. Like he's always in, you know, Carnival Row where he's like some fairy man that like has his wings cut off and then thinks he's human. And then um, it's that, that show is amazing. But I feel like he's always in like stuff about fairy men, which 
this goes along with it, right? So like if you're attracted, if you're constantly being attracted to like fairy realm and the fae, they want me to say, the guides want me to tell people like that's because you actually are from the fairy realm and the fae. Or if you're not from it, they are with you then. Like, so the Legolas character, my guides are saying like, if for that person that's in the room sitting with the Legolas poster, which I don't have that, but this is the example, they look like that. Like, that's who your guides look like. And your guides are your family. So, or there the are other versions of you as well, depending on how many times, that's a whole different thing, depending on how many times you've incarnated. But like, in regard to the Legolas uh, example, your spirit guides are trying to let you know, or that person that has Legolas post on the wall, that that's what they look like. And to continue to look at more art like that. Because the longer you look at art that's uh, attuned to your higher self, the more information you will get from it, but not information for no reason. It's information on literally how to like find your own gold in your life, like the big treasure chest at the end of the rainbow. So art becomes then breadcrumbs, uh, insane breadcrumbs towards treasures. And as you follow the breadcrumbs, you pick up all sorts of like little, what, like a, like a, you know, like in a Super Mario game where you're like picking up the little rings and stuff behind trees and under mushrooms and you're getting all that. Like, it, you end up getting prizes, essentially, along the way. Um, you level up, maybe. You might have glow-ups. You might have, uh, you might have, start living better because you followed the art, in a sense. Um, so, I hope this is making sense. So, for instance, like for me, um, I have the Frida Kahlo, Frida Kahlo clock on my wall. Frida Kahlo must be with me because I always, I like for my whole, since I was a teenager, since, since like Frida came out, actually the movie Frida, um, which I totally, absolutely love that film. Um, but when that came out, I started to learn about Frida Kahlo and then I like totally forgot about her. Um, and then once I got into women's studies, then she came up again and then I totally forgot about her again. And then only in the last several years, the more I've been doing goddess work, Frida Kahlo has been raised up to like ascended master level almost. And so she started coming to me um, in my own moon room years ago. And then when the moment I got to this house, my parents took me to this little, um, this little like, like thrift store or something. And it was literally like in the first week that I got here, um, they took me to this little store and right in the store was a Frida Kahlo clock. And this is the one I told y'all that I held and it stopped and all that shit. And so it's just been sitting up here, not working, but it's her, uh, like her image. And um, I also have Frida Kahlo socks that uh, my guide. Okay, so this is a really great, okay, so I'm supposed to tell this. So when I, um, I got these Frida Kahlo socks a couple years ago. Yeah, I think I've even, oh yeah, so I've taken pictures with them before. But like these socks, I love these fucking socks. And um, when I was being um, communicated with by the being in the room. I think I told y'all, I did tell y'all this story about the being in the room that my, some, that a woman came to my house and saw a light being in the room with us. And then I uh, asked it for a hug and then I went to sleep and then it came and gave me a hug. Well, in that dream where the being came to me as, it came to me as someone that I actually know or knew, but like gave me the hug Right before this person gives me the hug, my Frida Kahlo socks, I'm in the dream and I'm opening my drawer and I see my Frida Kahlo socks in the drawer, in the dream. That's an indicator for me to pay attention to this dream when I wake up. They're like, wait a minute, this was something else. This was a visitation dream. So I knew then when I woke up, 
Oh shit, I saw the Frida Kahlo socks in their visitation dream. Now I'm here, Frida Kahlo clock. Oh shit, what's happening? That means your guides or my guides are like right here, like right, right next to me. <laughs> like they are, and they're pushing things really easily into the 3D realm because I've done so much work to be in alignment with my higher self. See, the more in alignment you get with your higher self, the more these synchronicities, when they come, they'll be like, holy shit. It'll be so, it'll be so um, obvious what it is that like you won't even, you won't question it. You won't second guess it. And you'll literally remember it forever. That's how spirits communicate. But they, they a lot of times for people, like I said, who um, may, might not be in direct alignment, they uh, will try to come to you first through art and conversation and, you know, people talking to you, maybe people coming up to you and telling you messages, right? Because maybe you aren't yet to a place where you trust what's coming uh, to you directly from your own intuition or from your own inner, you know, ear, eyes, whatever. So spirit guides will have like other people first come up to you and tell you things. They'll send people strangers on the street. That's why a lot of mediums, you know, we get um, a lot of things that happen to us mediums where it's like we'll get a download for someone else and they're like, we have to walk up to that person and say, I don't know, you don't know me but I'm supposed to tell you this, blah, blah, blah. That's happened to me so many times <laughs> in my life. And I've no other women. It's all, a lot of times it's women. Not that men can't get these, these uh, messages, but I find that women seem to be more comfortable with delivering the messages when they get them. <clears throat> but that's not me trying to be, uh, what's the word? Um, bias. It's just, that's my experience. Anyway, so um, yeah, a lot of mediums will have that where they walk up to people and they tell them, you know, a message from spirit. A lot of times your guides will tell another person to tell you something if your guide knows that you are not in a space to receive it yourself. Like you'll just discount it. You'll, you'll say, oh, I'm just being crazy or I'm just da-da-da. So if they really need you to know something, they'll have another person send it. But if they also need you to know something and there's no way for another person to send it, like they really want you to get it in a way where it'll just stay imprinted in your mind's eye, they'll do it through art. That's why movies are so important. That's why films, TV shows, TV, everything. Oh, here's a great reference that they had. Oh, two, 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 two. Perfect. All right. So a great show that is really, that demonstrates what I'm talking about. It's, um, I love this show and I haven't watched it um, all year, but it's People of Earth. Uh, so it's this comedic television show about um, ETs, like people who have been contacted um, by ETs, so what is it, ET, whatever, the people who have been contacted by aliens, who have um, had actual inter interactions, uh, it's a support group for those people, so these people, and it's, it's a really great, I love all the, everybody in that show, but what it, it is, it's like you go to, it's like the, the main characters all go, you know, to the basement of a church, and it's like an AA meeting, uh, but it's people who are who have been contacted and they, they don't know what to do. They need, to, they need to find support around like how to move through life after an alien has come to them. The funny thing about this show is like, um, so there's a couple funny things. Like there's, there's these two women in the show, in the group, who um, both of them have been, are being visited at night by like a Legolas type of man. Like he's, he's, a, Ple he's a Pleiadian. That's how, like, yes, this man is a Pleiadian. This is what Legolas is. I've explained this too before, like what the actual elves of all this, uh, of our lore are they're really Pleiadians but anyway so there's this man that that visits each of these women two different women that don't know each other and both women start to fall in love with the alien that visits them at night 
Um, he, he, like, he does what I said. They, aliens put you in a fucking trance or whatever. They talk to you a lot of times. They do a lot of other things as well. But in the show, it's all comedic and lighthearted. So these two women, they're in this support group, and they're mad that, like, the same alien that's visiting her over there is also visiting me. And, oh, no, he's in love with me. No, he's in love with me. All this crazy shit. It's really stupid. Um, but the funny thing about it, though, and why it relates to what I'm talking about, is that the, the show looks at the, the well, survivors, I don't know if you call it, contactees or whatever, right? So the show follows these contactees, but it also follows the aliens contacting them. And so the, the Legolas character, oh, he's not Legolas, but I'm just going to call him Legolas because I don't know his actual name. But the one that looks like Legolas, there's also two other uh, aliens. And there's one, one's a gray, and then the other one is a reptilian. Well, these um, three aliens, they exist on a ship together. And this kind of like goes in what I was talking about before, where... I was explaining how um, in Stargate, when I said, consider a, gr- a group or a crew of, of beings from another planet, but they, they all come from the same planet, but they're different races. So um, I was explaining how in, in uh, Stargate, you could have all of them and they go to this planet and then they go back on their ship. But the people on the planet think that um, there are differences in hierarchy between them. So in People of Earth... The, the Legolas-looking one, the, the gray alien, and then there's a, a reptilian. They all go on the ship together. And there's, I think there's a fourth reptilian as well. They go on the ship together, and they look on a screen. They, they have this, like, it looks like an old, um, like those first Apple, bubble-looking Apple uh, computers that came out. Um, so it looks like an old computer screen that they're looking at, and they're watching Earth below. Uh, and so they know... They follow the contactees, but they also follow everything else. Anyway, it's super comedic because they'll they'll come up onto the ship and then they'll you know decide what they're gonna do and then they put themselves back into Earth, like they go back down into Earth. But they don't necessarily ride anything down. They just they can like you know what's it um inter- interdimensional travel. So the legless one can go poof be gone from the spaceship. He can appear. Boop, into the woman's bedroom and then he can go boop and appear in another girl's bedroom and then he can go boop and appear on the street and walk around like a normal person that is what our guides or what my guides want me to share about how this all is happening um so these beings they've put themselves in the art for you to be able to understand who they are um not in case you ever meet them but just so that you can actually get to know yourself more and continue on your own pathway so this People of Earth show is a really great way of looking at how, or they, they do a really great way of showing how like beings can be all working together and have agenda up in a spaceship and they can come down to Earth and do things and then they go back into the spaceship and vice versa, all that stuff, right? Um, but the thing about the Legolas character is that when these two women are interacting with him, he's make-believe. Like he's almost like make-believe, like they, which is why they are in the support group because they don't, the support group is all about like make helping you believe that what's happening to you is really happening to you and how to interact with other people that are also having that happen. But if you are a person who doesn't have like the, the artistic uh, frame behind like this, this being that's coming to visit you, like this Legolas, like I don't think either of the two women compared him to Legolas. The, but the point is, is that the guides, my guides want us to look at that and see that like, that is how our guides are trying to communicate to us. They're not going to like pop up in your, not in the way of like popping up into your bed. Some people do have this. Some people, maybe this is what, okay, so maybe that's why I'm supposed to explain it. Some people actually have this shit happen where the shit, they come in their bedroom. I have, 
not had that happen as an adult. <laughs> I think as a, like as a kid, I sp- talked about that, but it didn't come to me. It always, it was weird how it happened for me. Like I didn't have like a person standing in the room. I, I, when for me, it was like lights. It was light beings. It was l- like, they were literally looked like laser. It, it I can't explain that. Um, but anyway, so the show People of Earth does a really great job of helping us to see how a legless character can be in the same room with a person in the 21st century. Um, because that's, I think, what they're trying to say is eventually coming. That, like, eventually it's going to be more normalized that we... Oh, I'm getting a ringing in my right ear. Okay, I'm saying... I guess I'm saying the right thing. Um, shit. That means that something's pushing down into my crown chakra. So I guess, yeah. So they're wanting me to share that essentially we are moving towards what that show people of earth is kind of trying to depict. If not, if not all moving towards it, we're like already there. Like for instance, there's a reptilian in the show and he turns into this like multimillionaire guy or whatever. So he walks around looking like a normal, very wealthy man. You know, I don't know what his actual job is, but I know he's like super, super wealthy in corporate America and, um, or white collar wealth. And, um, he becomes the reptilian when he goes onto the ship. Like that's what his actual skin is. And so we have so many people on this planet that talk about like reptilians and da, 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 all that stuff. I don't really get into all, all that. It's just more of like understanding that there are more than one type of, uh, star person, ET here on this planet. They all are working together in some ways. They're all not working together in some ways. But the art itself around you is what you, your higher self wants you to be able to pay attention to so that you can navigate like all of the shit that happens to you in your life, regardless of whether or not it's going to be aliens popping up in your bedroom or not. Like that's, that's just a funny comedic like way to look at it. But really, it's more about paying attention to whatever you've been drawn to art-wise in your whole life. Because that is actually where your power lies. So for me, the Frida Kahlo clock that I'm sitting here looking at and that has followed me through socks and all this shit, her story, turns out I'm more like fucking Frida Kahlo than any, any other goddess woman that I could think of. Like, like I, that's for me what I am learning. Um, and then the mermaids on the walls and the angel little pictures that I have. All of these things that in my own mind never attributed to myself as anything more than just, oh, I saw this movie, so I have this thing. Or I like this thing. This I grew up with this type of way of looking at it, so I always keep an angel. Like um, my guides are saying, there's that. Look at it from a, from a completely different way, and to then continue to fill your life and your space with these types of art. So if you're what's already in the room with you, uh, follow that. So if, for instance, if it's like a painting of a like, say it's like a big painting of like a really beautiful landscape. Um, and it gives you a fuzzy feeling inside when you look at it, then whatever the thing is depicting in that picture, whatever landscape it is, say it's the mountains. Oh my gosh, then that means you need to be in the mountains. If it's a picture of the ocean, that means that you need to go to the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Like what, if it's pictures of elephants, then maybe you need to go figure out how you can go be around some elephants a little bit more. <laughs> like go to the zoo more or like figure out how you can go on a safari. Like these are the things that, um, because then what happens if you follow that art, the experiences you'll have, will pay you back in dividends. Like they, it will pay you back um, and help you to move forward towards the uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. So I hope, I think that's all like, I think that's, yeah, like for me, like, oh, there's another thing. So I just turned to my left and I see an owl on the wall and I have like so many owls, like I'm surrounded by owl art. People give me things with owls on it now. Owls 
medicine is that of wisdom, but it's also shaman medicine, and it's, it's about working with death. So, like, I was given owl feathers, and then I was given a bunch of owl stuff after my, my friend passed years ago, and I kind of helped at the, her end of life do, do the spiritual work for her, with her. Um, after that, I was, I was awarded these beautiful owl feathers, and then all these different owl things started coming to me. The goddess that works with the owl is Athena, and that's the goddess of wisdom. And that's what I always uh, have asked spirit for my whole life um, is wisdom. So for, so for me, the more and more I go through life, the wiser I get, the more owls show up for me. And then, you know, then we just work off each other. Then I'll always know that like, oh, I'm wiser than I think because there's owls all around me. And, uh, and I'll just keep getting wiser. Like the more, if you go to the ocean over and over again because you're surrounded by ocean pictures, then you'll eventually start to get rewards from the ocean or from you going to the ocean over and over again. Um, and so for me, mermaids, like, I fucking love the ocean. I healed. Um, I've done a lot of healing around ocean and uh, different types of living water, rivers, things like that. So for me, I know that if I want to heal, the water is where I need to go to do it. My, my signs could have told me that, you know, because I'm a Cancer, Scorpio. Wait, I'm a Cancer, Sun, uh, what is it, Pisces moon, Scorpio rising, all the water signs. So that alone could have told me, like, you need to go to the water to heal. But in case that wasn't enough for me, <laughs> it was, but in case it wasn't, my guides are saying, we built in all the water animals, <laughs> all the water stuff, little mermaid, all that shit, three, 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 um, in order to help you know that you specifically, Randa, are someone that must go to the water and you come from the water. You are this beyond Lemuria looking thing you and water are one some other people might have it where like them and fire are one so they might be surrounded by dragons and all kind of things that like blow up fire and they might be really attracted to like dynamite they might be attracted to, to like the, anything that explodes or volcanoes things like that if if that person for for that person the art around them would look a lot different than the art in my, my space right um and 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 that's the way for everyone so again, just pay attention to what's around you and have fun with it. Know that whatever is you are seeing out of your own eyes is for you. Like another person isn't looking through your eyes to see the thing, so they can't, whatever messaging you're getting from looking at a thing is literally the message you are getting. But because someone else is gonna get, they could be standing in the same room with you and they're gonna get something completely different from the art they're looking at um, because their guides are showing them something different. So it's just really important um, to, I think they're, so they're saying like this, is a, so awareness is the, what me says, spiritual awareness is what they're wanting me to call that. Yeah. Having higher um, spiritual awareness when it comes to um, the images you see around you in your life. All right. So I think that's it. Yeah. Carnival Row. Everybody go watch Carnival Row. It's a really great. Carnival Row, I feel like is um, a show that talks about, like, I feel like it shows the before, like when Lemuria, like um, Lemuria and uh, what do they call it? Atlantis like a, in, in, in an alternate reality, if Atlantis and Lemuria were actually here in, in like, in the time period of like our uh, 1800s or whatever, um, because you have the, the people who are more human-like human um, oppressing the ones that are the shapeshifters. That's really what Carnival Row is about, but it really does tell the same story that Atlantis and Lemuria experienced, you know, three billion years or whenever ago it was. Um, that basically the shapeshifter beings, the ones that are really in touch with the earth and the other realms, 
uh, are being stifled and captured and all of this by the ones that are the humans. Um, and yeah, it's kind of what's already happened. It's definitely happened more than once on this planet. So Carnival Row is a really great show um, to, to, to look at it that way. People of Earth, an amazing show to look at it from a modern perspective, of like um, a comedic way of looking at how people are working through being contacted by extraterrestrials. Um, and then, yeah, just paying attention to what art you're actually drawn to and not being ashamed of whatever that is. Like if you're someone that's only drawn to Legos and Legoland, maybe you actually come from a, a realm where like it's more 2D in that way from somewhere else. Like that's, and maybe follow that. Maybe you'll get some other big prize at the end of that journey when you follow Legos. Who knows? All right. So let's, the last thing I'm supposed to do is read again from the chakra healing book. So moving up the body from, we started at the root chakra, which is down at the groin, coming up to just under the belly button, to the sacral chakra, or chakra, and now moving up to the solar plexus chakra. So the solar plexus chakra is located two inches above your navel. And let's see, okay, so it corresponds to our personality, self-esteem, and sense of worth. When the solar plexus chakra is out of harmony... Oh, by the way, this book... Okay, so let me say the name. So it's Chakra Healing, A Beginner's Guide to Self-Healing Techniques That Balance the Chakras by Margarita Alcantara. All right. Uh, okay, so when the solar plexus chakra is out of harmony, we need... Or we have a need to dominate and control, have a great need for prestige and keeping up appearances, and we function through the world with deep feelings of inadequacy. In short, we do not respect ourselves and may even manifest self-hatred. We may give away our power to others, leaving us with no sense of self. And then when the solar plexus chakra is in harmony, we feel whole, centered in who we are, know our self-worth, cultivate our personal power in healthy ways, and are in touch with our inner warrior. There is a balance between spiritual and material worlds. We develop tolerance and acceptance of ourselves and others and feel inner peace and calm. Oh, that's like a really, uh, that goes with a little thing that someone said, I saw it on TikTok yesterday, it was I choose peace over chaos. So yeah, if your solar plexus chakra is in harmony, you're choosing peace over chaos. Um, so the color for the solar plexus chakra is yellow. The element is fire. Oh, I was just talking about fire. So yeah, the element is fire. The affirmation is I can. And the life lesson is to experience the depth of who we are with self-empowerment and self-esteem to live our life task or soul's life purpose. Perfect. And then, um, okay, so physical, so so physical stuff you might be experiencing if your solar plexus chakra is out of balance is arthritis, gastric ulcers, oh lord, <laughs> um, colon and intestinal problems, pancreatitis and diabetes, chronic or acute indigestion, fatigue, hepatitis, diabetes, Oh, wow. Okay, so these are things that um, if you're experiencing these things, working on your solar plexus chakra can really help bring these things into balance. Now, for instance, I want to... Okay, so it's like they're telling me something. Dis-ease. So, for instance, diabetes, we consider diabetes or diabetes, whatever. <laughs> the diabetes. 
diabetes as like a, as a, a disease. So my guides want me to say very clearly to, to everyone, and I'm sure many people have heard this, many people have heard it this way, but disease is dis-ease, dis-ease. So think of it as being out of ease, like out of ease and flow. So when your body is out of full ease and flow, like out of alignment with your higher self, you will experience disease, dis-ease. And to get rid of dis-ease, you do what you can to get everything back into balance with your higher self. You come back to equilibrium. So, you, so for instance, someone who has like a ton of things wrong going for them with their bodies, uh, say you have chronic this, you have chronic that, you have all these things that, that become your life story. Like if you walk around and the first thing someone, when you're talking to somebody, the first thing you talk about is like, oh, my diabetes is acting up today. Oh, my gastroenteritis or whatever is acting up. So I got the worst, I don't know, I have, I have horrible diarrhea today. Like these are, <laughs> I'm grossing everyone out. But like there, I mean, I used to work in offices where like the first thing you, hey, how you doing this morning? Oh man, I, I, I fucked up my back or, or da, da, da. like the first thing you say out of your mouth is something wrong with your body. You are living in dis-ease. You are living with disease. And if you are someone who claims this disease, okay, so this is, all right, this is, I'm supposed to talk about this. All right. So when, whatever you, this, thank you, spirit. This is, this is really important. Whenever you claim is whatever you decide you are. So if you claim dis-ease, then you are locking yourself into that reality uh, like permanently until you claim that you are not that thing. So uh, for instance, I used to go to the hair salon. We all know this, the hair shop. Well, not the hair shop, but the salon. So you go, black women go to the salon, everybody's sitting around, right? Uh, and it's everyone of all different types of generations. I'll be at the, I was at the hair shop once, this is years ago, but I was at the hair, hair salon or whatever. Everybody's getting their hair done, twist put in or whatever. So people are there for like a long time. I sit down and there's a woman talking about um, menopause, how she's going into menopause. And she's, um, you know, she's older than me significantly. But she's talking about menopause and she's just talking about it very loosely with everyone. So, you know, when, when you're at the hair shop or if people, the men at the barbershop, everybody talks out loud and everybody becomes one with the same conversation. Like you don't have to yeah. So anyway, I sit down and, I, and this, this conversation was happening before I even got there, but I'm sitting there and I'm sitting next to the woman and she's talking about how her, her doctor is um, telling her um, something about menopause. And so she, this woman's complaining about all these different symptoms that she's having and da, 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 da. And um, she was asking essentially the, pu the public or like the, the, the room of people, which there's like, you know, 12 of us or something in this salon at the time. She's asking people, you know, like, I guess for advice. And I just said to her, I said, well, is your, um, men, is your um, gynecologist, because she's talking about her gynecologist, is your gynecologist a man? And she was like, well, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that explains the shit then. And everybody like is like, what, what are you talking about? She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, how the fuck can he tell you what your menopause means? He ain't gone through menopause. And she was like, like mind blown, right? Like, this isn't me gassing myself up. This is me realizing that like, that was a very simple thing for me, but for the whole room, everybody just like exploded. Like, ah, and then somebody's like, you must be a therapist. And I was like, I mean, uh, yeah, but like, that's not what, like for me, that was just a very simple question. Well, he, it sounds like somebody's, whatever. So, but the thing is this woman had been walking around with this story of how she's just going to have to deal with these symptoms um, because she's a woman. And he was telling her all this shit that was just like really fucked. It was fucking with her, you know, it was ma ma making her feel really disempowered in her own body. That's really what the point was. The woman was walking around feeling so disempowered in her own body. 
And all I had to do was ask her, well, is your doctor a man or woman? It's a man. And I said, well, then there you go right there. Take your power right back. There's no fucking way he could, you know what I'm saying? And for her, that was really eye-opening and it changed her. She, and she, she said that. She let me know right then and there that was something that she really needed to hear. So when you claim something, right? So she had been walking around claiming that she is going to have to, until she dies, experience this, her menopause as a negative thing. The moment someone asked her to look at it from a different perspective, oh shit, shift your perception, right? Like on the freedom card, shift your perception. Now her entire reality has changed. Now she no longer is going to walk around claiming disease. She's now going to feel empowered that she can go and do things that when this symptom arises, oh, I just do this because it just just means this. It doesn't mean, you know, that I'm destined to be this diseased person for the rest of my life or whatever, or to have this, um, this, this, this weight on me, this burden, um, I can now do something about it. And I can also shift how I'm looking at the medical professionals that are telling me things about myself. Um, I can look, look at that differently now. So, um, from that conversation, I had the actual person that worked at the salon and asked me, she's like, okay, well, can I come have you be a speaker at this thing? Like that's, that's what, so, and I ended up not going and doing it because, well, I ended up leaving (laughs) the area to where we are now. But, um, but that's how it works, that like um, the, the more you claim a thing, the more you claim dis-ease, the more diseased you will be. But the second you shift your perception and you claim something else outside of it, it's like you're throwing off the gridlock. But you are gridlocking yourself into a reality the moment you say what it is. So this happens more than just with um, you know things like menopause. This happens with like, uh, for instance, if you... Um, if you have, uh, I don't know, any type of disease, you know, whatever. Um, there's a lot of things that people have that are, quote, chronic. But because we label it something. Oh, here's another example. Okay, so like fibromyalgia. That's one. So fibromyalgia. That's a thing that people just, doctors will give you when, like, it's like, okay, I got chronic pain because I had this and this and this and this. And they try to treat it. And, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's like, there's like markers to fibromyalgia, but generally fibromyalgia is like the blanket term doctors will put on you when it's like, we can't figure out what the fuck it's happening or why your pain is happening. So we're just gonna call it fibromyalgia. And now you just stuck with it for the rest of your life, meaning you deal with pain for the rest of your life. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia multiple times. And child, when I say that, like the more I claimed fibromyalgia, the more I was fibromyalgia, <laughs> like the more pain I was living in, I was living in so much pain. And not just pain. It was like pain that does all kinds of things to you. It fucks up your, your, just how you focus. It fucks up your sleep, everything. But the moment I started shifting into wellness and shifting into empowerment, shifting into, you know, whatever, things are not happening to me. They're happening for me. Um, the more, the less pain I felt. So the more I was able to control how I was experiencing my world and my body. Because I'll be damned if somebody tells me, like, your body's just going to fight against you for the rest of your life. That's not, that's, that's just not true, right? Like, but if I accepted that, which I did, then my body was fighting against it for decades eh, itself, fighting against itself for, like, over a decade. Um, but if you, if I stopped claiming fibromyalgia, which I literally did, like, I remember going to a doctor's office at one point and just, like, when it said, like, what, what do you have? And just not putting anything. <laughs> do you know that that's how I started to get better? The least, the, the, the least amount of times that I wrote down on a like doctor's form or when I sit in a room with women and they're all complaining about their shit, bitching around whatever they're experiencing, like not saying that women sit around and complain and bitch. I'm saying that, well, we do that. Yes, we do. Actually, we do. But it's more like the types of things that people were sitting around complaining and bitching about, like everybody's 
illnesses and what they, the, 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 the negative things that they feel are going on in their lives. Um, the moment I stopped including myself in those conversations by saying like, oh yeah, I also have this and I also have this and I have this and this and this and this happened to me and this happened to me. The less I did that, uh, the, less, uh, the less immobilized I felt, the less um, shackled I felt by my own body. Uh, to the point where I could come from the surgery like I just had early in the year because I told myself I am something different. I, am, I don't have certain things. The more I was able to get through horrific shit like, or like, you know, really insane, painful things that would be extremely painful for me a decade ago, I'm able to walk through it with like complete ease because all I've done is told myself that I'm open to nothing but flow and ease. I'm not open to dis-ease. I'm not open to disease, therefore I don't get it. You should say this to yourself as well. The more you tell yourself you're not open, you're not even accepting disease. Like I'm not even accepting COVID. So my ass ain't got COVID, never got it. And the more I don't accept it, the more I don't fucking get it. Cause I got Zika once and I was like, fuck that. I'm not getting no more of that shit. <laughs> I got Zika and after that I was like, no more. I got Lyme disease and I was like, I have Lyme disease but I also have all these other things on top of it. So I'm not gonna focus on the fact that I have Lyme disease. I'm going to focus on the fact that spirit is trying to tell me, wake the fuck up and take control of your life, take control of your body. And teaching me also that everything is small potatoes, really. Everything is small potatoes in this world. Everything is done to you and given to you to teach you something and to level you up. So the amount of dis-ease that I've had to come through to get to where I am right now has woken me up to so much about myself and the world to the point where I'm walking around on paper, it says that I should not be walking around being normal. Like I, the amount of shit that I could write down that I've been diagnosed with when it comes to physical stuff. Now my mind is absolutely fine. Like I, I've literally made sure of that. <laughs> like I, went, I made sure I wasn't any types of like, it's had psycho, like I've never experienced psychosis in my life or anything like that. So I'm, I feel fine there. But when it comes to like your body, like physical stuff that, that really, can then fuck with your mental health. I decided that if I stopped claiming it, then I would stop experiencing it. So there you go. That is the message. That was not the message that I thought was going to come today, but wow, that is it. The, and it, fuck, it really does go along with this realm bridger and freedom card thing. So like the realm bridger, if you become a realm bridger, which is going inward within yourself, working on uh, what's out of alignment, it will bring what's on the outside into alignment so much so that you will be bridging the realms. You'll be bridging the inner world with the outer world um, in such a way that they're all in harmony and you will walk every step of your life with ease. And anything that comes at you is only gonna knock you down for maybe a day, maybe two. But that's, 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 all, you, that's all it gets to have is like a day because you've, you've so much programmed, reprogrammed yourself yeah, reprogrammed yourself based on what your spirit guides and what the higher, your higher self is um, puppeteering you and telling you to do in order for you to actually have an, have an enjoyable experience on this planet. See, we are here gridlocked in this idea. Many of us are gridlocked in this idea that, that life is about suffering. In fact, a lot of us are grown up with that. Like, um, you don't get no, what is it? Um, no pain, no gain. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. We are not here to suffer, child. We are not here to do pain and then gain. We are here to just gain. 
And the pain part is a decision. <laughs> we decide to experience pain. And as much as people want to think that like things are happening to you, no, no, no. Things are happening for you and you are genuinely drawing those things to you by the way you are thinking and experiencing yourself. So the clearer you get inside with yourself, the more in love with yourself that you get, the more in love you can get with what's outside of you. Because what's outside of you really is only then what's inside of you. So if all you have for yourself is love, then all you experience on the outside is love in all of its forms. And anything that comes that's not that, it literally can only, like I said, it can only bump up against your barrier and then go away because you have strengthened your barrier so much, your shield so much in love and light and peace and ease. Like I said, anything popping up against your ease, it goes away because you're, so, you're vibrating at such a higher level that you no longer can be diseased. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's the thing. So, so I hope that all makes sense. I mean, this is something that people have said. Uh, I'm sure we've all heard it. Many of us have heard this type of messaging before. But um, tying it in with how art really is a way for you to get the answers around how to fix your dis-ease. It might come to you in a painting that has nothing to do, like for instance, maybe, maybe you're walking around with a with chronic, um, you know, some sort of chronic, chronic respiratory thing, right? And you see a painting of an ocean. Maybe your guides are telling you, go to the ocean, stand by the uh, ocean and just breathe, deep breathe in that ocean air. And that will come and filtrate out your respiratory, you know, your lungs, and it will clean you out. Just breathing in the sea air, the sea, this, all of that. See, that, that, that's a way that, that guides talk to you. But the thing is, is for the person who looks at the ocean, uh, the ocean picture and thinks, oh, this is just a pretty picture of the ocean and then keeps walking away. They still walking away, hacking up whatever, coughing and hurting in their lungs when they might have been able to get the message from the picture right then and there. So it's really all about learning first how your guides talk to you, uh, but learning how, who you are actually genuinely on the inside. Because if you, if you don't really know who you are, if you don't come to that, then you then you're gonna reject wisdom coming at you um, in all of its forms because you won't, know, you won't know how you're supposed to receive things if you don't know who you really are on the inside. Like if you're, not, if you're not in touch and at one and really loving all of the insides that make you up, everything on the inside. I, I, think, I keep saying that because I'm looking at this card, the Realm Bridger, and, and it's this woman who, it's this fairy and I'm, it's like, She's holding the world on the outside, but she's also very much part of it, um, as this dragonfly also is. Yeah, these pictures are really great. I'm, I'm looking forward to posting these for y'all. Okay, so I think that's all, though, for today. Um, the solar plexus chakra, that is, again, all about... Um, it's about your personality, your self-esteem, and self-worth, and experiencing the depth of who you are. So, again, work on your solar plexus chakra to really get to know who you are and then to fall in love with who that person is. Who you are might show you a lot of stuff that you think um, you're not supposed to be. Who you are might show you a lot of stuff that might make other people's stomach hurt. But it's your job to fall in love with whatever is inside of you, all of who you are. Because you were put here by your own Geppetto and that person loves the shit out of you. Loves you so much that they will never let you fall too far from grace. They won't, <laughs> but you have to uh, get to know them. So, which is your higher self, your God. 
Anyway, all right, I hope that was helpful for people. <laughs> I think I'm going around in circles now. So, all right, I love y'all. <laughs> Have a happy weekend. Bye.